Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Well, good morning, siblings and saints. Over the last few weeks, we've been spending time with Jesus Christ as he teaches his followers how to live in right relationship with each other. Vicar Erica did a fine job the last two Sundays in helping us think more deeply and more spiritually about what it means to be the church beyond our model, which is showing up, doing good, and being kind. Mediation and conflict in the church is a relatively normal thing. I know that sounds really weird, right? (laughs) You all know that the Bible has all sorts of ways to work through conflict, which is great because God is all about reconciliation, forgiveness, and mercy. That being said, some people hear the word conflict and they want to run the other direction. In my early career, I really, 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 in case you didn't catch this, I really did not like conflict. Primarily because I didn't understand it, but also because many of the times it was addressed towards me, it was often petty and abusive. Being a woman in ministry, the first woman well, actually the second woman in my first call, shouldn't really be an odd thing, but it still was in a small, sleepy community south of Rochester. And being a double minority should also not be an odd thing. However, back then, I couldn't be my authentic self. Not being able to be out until the ELCA blessed people who were GBLTQIA+. I would often get feedback from my boss who would say things like, and I bet some of you might resonate with this, some people don't like this, that, or the other thing. When one is at the far end of the triangle, one feels very powerless. Interestingly, the ones known as some people also feel powerless because they created the triangle in the first place. Over the last 17 years, I have become a student of conflict in the church, and now I can tolerate it much better. This congregation, All Saints Lutheran Church, has had its fair amount of conflict, and you have persevered through it. And those of, those of you who could not tolerate it especially tolerate change, you're not here anymore. What have you done? You have negotiated the arrest of a pastor, created a statement of being reconciled in Christ. You have persevered during the weirdest time that we have seen in our century, known as COVID, where, remember, you used to watch us on tiny boxes in your living room, when we had stared into a tiny camera and tried to make connection with you. And you have had all sorts of learning, at least since I've been here, around Bowen Family Systems Theory and many of the Brene Brown books. 
You have also followed the gospel lesson today when you are confused, when you have a conflict, or when you have a concern. You go to the church council during the open forum and you say, I don't get this. Can you tell me more? Help me understand. Because that is the time set aside each of our meetings to address communication issues. And primarily, that time is set aside to make the church a better place. If you would like to come and join us, it's the second Tuesday, 7 o'clock p.m. I believe, and I'm guessing most of you believe, that All Saints is a healthy congregation. Two years ago, I attended the Lombard Peace Mennonite Center for a class titled Mediation Skills Training Institute for Church Leaders. It was intense and good and overwhelming and a great reminder why I am not cut out for interim ministry like Pastor Rebecca, who has served 19 congregations who were deeply mired in conflict. Way to go, Rebecca. (laughs) There are some people who just have the skill set. We remember James the Elder and James the Younger stepping into sticky situations and being able to help us navigate. Which brings me to the fun part of the sermon. Yay, conflict! (laughs) All of this approach relationships and communities differently, don't we? Okay, again, yellow people are the ones that show up with a bag of candy or a treat at a meeting and want everyone to have a good time, to laugh, and woohoo! Pretty much Christy, yeah. Blue people are super practical, generally calm, and they are slow and steady. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's look at every line item on the budget and make sure that it corresponds to the last 16 years. Even though the church was different back then, it doesn't make a difference. We still must go line by line. Green people are energetic and often rammy. (laughs) They like to get things done and might be a little bit forceful in order to be heard. You're welcome. (laughs) I'll own what I need to own. And red people are focused on getting it right, are deeply loyal, and go the extra mile to pursue a worthy cause. And sometimes they put the brakes on. Okay. Now will all the yellows please stand up? I'm serious. If you feel yellow, stand up. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Excellent. All right. Yeah, all of them. All the ones that you can relate to. Perfect. Okay. All the blues. Jack LeVold, why are you not standing up for blue? <laughs> Honest to Pete. All right. Greens? Woo! Yeah. Okay. Get her done. We got this. And how about, are any of you red? Okay, yeah. Oh, oh, the vicar. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. The truth of the matter is that we all have bits and pieces of the colors at the heart of being the church. I believe that what we want most 
Next to hearing that we are beloved, adopted, heirs to the kingdom of God is actually shalom. Shalom is the deep and abiding peace that God gives to us every single breath we take. Shalom, breathing in the Holy Spirit, trusting that the paraclete is right alongside us, guiding us, guarding us, keeping us, no matter if we're encountering a red or a blue or a yellow, if we're a green, recognizing that it's okay to be any of the colors of the rainbow, you'll be just fine. Shalom. That being said, when we are feeling attacked or humiliated, which is somebody telling us that we have done something wrong and we haven't done something wrong, we are actually no good for human contact. That's when we need a holy timeout, a salah, a holy pause to get ourselves just a little bit sorted out. That's when we ask the questions like, is that true? What anxiety am I bringing into this issue? Is it me or is it them? Or maybe is it a combination of both? Why have I been activated by this particular conflict? What has sort of turned me into a blithering idiot or making me anxious? Is it grief? Is it grief? Because sometimes when we're sad and disheartened and we're at a loss, things come out sideways. Or is it a sense of not being heard? Is it a feeling of a loss of power? Of course, we cannot be in a place of shalom when we get hepped up about things. The good news is this. Being hepped up, ramped up, whatever... It's a universal condition. <laughs> Yay, we all have it. <laughs> if we don't get hepped up sometimes, we might not have a pulse. This past week, you know, I am a very, very, I love reading, reading, reading. And I haven't read Stephen King for a while because he scares the wits out of me. <laughs> like, every one of his books freak me out, except for this one. It was called Elevated. It's a short story that carried this really powerful message. And trust me, it was not like any of his other books. The main character has an odd condition that continues to get worse over time. But along the way, he starts to realize what is really important in life. He recognizes his part in not standing up for the lesbians down the street who have opened up a beautiful, tasty, vegan restaurant. Now, I'm not going to give you a major spoiler alert here, other than to state my own takeaway from this treasure of a book. When we elevate others, we are elevated. Say that with me. When we elevate others, we are elevated. We are given a gift that grows in both directions, by mutual respect, also by honor, and oftentimes also by humor. <laughs> this is what Christ is recommending for us, a mutual respect through the gift of shalom, 
a deep and abiding peace because we've already been saved. We don't need to worry about some of the tinier pieces or the cogs that seem out of sorts. We can voice our opinion and still be heard and try to make it better. What can we do as the body of Christ to continue to grow and learn together as we enter in a new academic year? How do we notice the needs of the community, especially in our semi-post-COVID students who are still trying to learn after being online for such a long time? Side note, not in my sermon today, but as we are putting together the ministry site profile, we are doing some deep dive data searching on what really are the needs in our community. And there are quite a few students who are in fifth grade that still cannot read. Right in our own backyard, at Pullman, at other places. So what can we do? Bring a dog in, have a little kid read to it. There's no stress. Well, being around crash can be stressful, but I'll give him something ahead of time. (laughs) I'm sure it'll be fun. Where can we plug in to create this shalom and elevate others. And how can we continue to bless, bless, bless as siblings and saints of the body of Christ? I titled this sermon, Conflict is Not Abuse, because it is another book title by Sarah Schulman. I'll share a review of this book as a closing, because we live in a world that is deeply polarized And we are called to be peacemakers, to be in right relationship with one another. And I quote, Shulman argues that people rush to see themselves as victims for a variety of reasons. Because they're accustomed to being unopposed. Because they're accustomed to being oppressed. Because it's a quick escape from discomfort, from criticism, disagreement, confusion, and conflict. But when we avoid those uncomfortable feelings, we avoid the possibility of change. Instead, Shulman wants friends to hold each other accountable, to ask questions, to intervene, to help each other talk through disagreements, not treat loyalty as an excuse to bear grudges. Siblings and saints, whether you are a yellow or a blue, a green, or a red, or a combination of any of those components, know that you are members of the same body of Christ. The peace of the Lord, the deep, deep shalom of Christ, the abiding peace of Christ be with you always.